Cheers, cheers. Hello, 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 and welcome back for another episode of Electricpreneur Secrets, the Electrician's Podcast, where we go live with you five days a week. We throw out all the fancy shit to just show up and have real conversations around our favorite trade, electrical, right? As we are a couple yeah, of master right. electricians with business addictions, we've got RJ1, Mike, and Mel with us in the VIP. What's the VIP? If you don't know, you could be joining us in the Facebook group. Louise says hello as well. Hello, brother. Live in the Facebook uh, group, engaging with us at the Electrepreneur Secrets page. So, Joe, we come here five days a week to help you master sales, simplify pricing, and deliver premium level electrical service. I think mm -hmm. now I've got it all out. If you haven't met my partner, Joseph, the sales bot, Lucani, you <laughs> ought to. I got to give you big props, Joe. Even this morning, Joe just pushed some hair back. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I always pause and look at your head when I make hair jokes. He I love it, though. I, I'm so openly bald. It doesn't matter. Demonstrating expertise. And I always love when I see new people come to our classes or new people join our team and get to experience you for the first time and, and the whiz that is on all things sales, man. It's absolutely a pleasure to work with you. And I know that you have some excitement to share because you were working on a new class today. What's up? What's going on? I'm I'm beyond excited. Like literally, I've been stimming the entire time, but let me tell you why. I'm literally going to just rotate and tell you what I'm doing. So on that wall, you guys can't see it, but we're designing the next level of objection handle training. Because the thing about objection handles is so many people think they happen during presentation. They're like, okay, once they've seen my number, then they'll object. Not always the case. When you get to the sale and you get to the presentation, the only thing they should object to is the price. They should be sold on every single other aspect of you. So what I'm doing is I'm breaking down every objection that would come up after and teaching you how to interject it into the beginning of the conversations before numbers even have to come up. That way you can go through your check boxes and say, I have squashed the neighbor coming. I've squashed buyer's remorse. I've squashed the breakdown, the email it over, the spouse isn't here. All of it is going to be gone before we even have to give them a number. Wow, man. Really powerful stuff. And we've talked a bit about this before, eliminating objections. But mm -hmm. if you're doing that to this level now again, which our process already does, then is it fair to say you're now ob obliterating objections? It's one way of doing it. I, the thing is, I, I like the sound of obliterating. Don't get me wrong. But the thing is, it's more finesse. I'm not coming in swinging with a giant axe. It's a light touch. We're doing something where it doesn't feel scripted. It doesn't feel pushy. It doesn't feel salesy. It's just I'm having a conversation with someone who called me who needs help. And I'm going to solve them and remove the objection without them even realizing that we've handled the objection. Because then at the end of the call, when they do try it, I can say, well, that's a great point. But do you mind if I ask you a question? Earlier when we asked this, do you remember what you said? That's true. Okay, so how would you like to proceed? Mm, powerful stuff. And mm -hmm. live with us, RJ's talking to us and he says, obliterating objections and the competition. And here's why I like what he said. Because, yeah, 
that's a goal for sure. But it's also on my list of things for topics today, Joe, that I wanted mm-hmm. to bring up. Um, I've got literally on my notes here, sales, competition, and objections. So RJ just mm-hmm. hit it. Ding, ding, ding. Tell him what he's won. RJ, other than being an awesome individual. <laughs> I was going to say. This sounds I like mean, a but. Like, is there actually a prize here? <laughs> well, that, that was the question. It was like, when you say, tell me what you won. Remember, you're talking to someone literal. RJ, you already have my love, but you've won the ability of coming into these classes and saying, listen, this specific thing, I will call on you first and I'll do everything in my power to make sure you get that one-on-one attention when we're doing it. That's really nice. That's a good gesture. I'm going to go more with the Oprah method. You get a car and you get a car and you get, everyone gets a brand new car when they obliterate objections and competition. I mean, technically it's not untrue. If you could crush every objection and you can crush every competitor that ever came in, I guarantee you'd have the funds to buy everyone a car. Get a new car. That's good. I like that. Where the hell are we going here? This seems like we're down the wrong path, Joe. I'm sorry. I'll reel it back. My bad. Okay. So today's topic was staying focused in the perfect sale. We're going to tie in this competition and objections to this. But Joe, let me ask you, have you ever had a perfect sale? What do you consider that perfection? Does that exist? On the spot. Okay. I can't say that there is such a a thing as the perfect sale, but I can say there was a time when a sale ended perfectly. Does that count? Yeah, man. Love it. Share it. Let's hear it. So I was quoting a generator project and I remember I was working with a husband and a wife and we're sitting across the kitchen table. It was like something like eight, nine o'clock at night because I remember visualizing it was dark outside in the middle of summer and they were really insisting on haggling. They had chosen an option and they're like, this is the one that we want, but we are not going to pay full value for this. This is just not what we're doing. So if you want any chance of working with us, I need the best price or you can leave. And I, me being the younger person I was, I was like, well, I don't want to leave, but I can't lower the price. Okay, let me see what I can do. And I looked at the number and I just sat there for a minute, just looking at it. Didn't change anything. Everyone was quiet. I circled the number. I turned around. I passed it back to them. It was the same number. I just circled the number I already presented. And they were like, they looked at me like, are you serious? I was like, yeah. And they're like, you have no idea how to haggle, do you? Like, no, but how would you like to proceed? And they just looked at each other and they're like, all right, we'll just do that one. So they ended up taking the full price, full offer on one of the best packages while telling me you don't know how to negotiate. Man, that's that's amazing. Can I just give you props for a second? Sure. About I, I, I think our listeners, like if they were listening to us in the offer week last week, they probably heard us talk about and heard the episode STYO. Stick to your offer. Damn right. And it sounds like you did that. And even mm-hmm. though in a situation where you felt like it was pulling away from that, mm-hmm. you did STYO. They did buy when you circled. Mm-hmm. And so I agree, man. That sounds like perfection. That must have been a bit of a celebration for you at the at the time of it. I really remember it was a very good moment because I truly thought at that moment they were going to kick me out. Like up to that moment, I was like, that's it. They're telling me this is the end. This is this way or the road. I'm only going to do it if you negotiate. And that's that. But there was no way I could have. I already gave them the best, best price we could have. 
It's not like I was charging an excess of margin. I wasn't gouging anything. I was charging a fair rate, but I was a premium provider. I, I hands were tied. I had to charge what I had to charge. And if I lowered it even by 50 bucks, they would have either tried to get more from me or they would have been looking and figuring out where I cut corners on. So in order to serve them truly and not sacrifice anything on myself, I had only one direction and that was sticking to the offer. I love that, man. And if, if you guys stick to your offer, go ahead and throw an STYO in the Facebook chat right now as I just did. As you know, that's so important, but it also ties directly in from last week to this week, offer to vision. That's really kind of what we're talking about today when we're saying this, this staying focused and the perfect sale. The more mm -hmm. we stay in our lane, actually, the more often we can realize sales just like that. Mm -hmm. There's some reasons for that, good reasons, and they're the exact reasons that also help us obliterate the objections and the competition. Now, Joe, if I were to say, you know what? To me, the perfect sale is a situation where I marketed something, mm -hmm. then a lead called for that solution to that problem that I marketed, mm -hmm. and then as our mentor would say, the sale was mine to fuck up. You getting where I'm going with this? Let yeah. me retract my steps. Market the problem you want to solve to the people that need that solution, and when they call you to solve it, the sale is yours to fuck up. To me, that's the perfect sale because I I set my path with intention within that vision, just like anyone, the first time they did something incredible, they had to visualize it first and we can do that in business. And to mm -hmm. me, that is the perfect sale. It's not that it's a perfect outcome or that I knew what option they would take. It's that I managed to put out a problem in the universe that I solve. Mm -hmm. The people with that problem called me. Then they decided to buy from me because who else, if I'm the one talking so much about being able to solve it and they've already related to it through my marketing. Can I take it one step further? Please do. So that sounds like a pretty damn good sale right there. But I think it's one step away from perfection. The next step from perfection isn't just that they made the purchase. It's that not only did they call back again, but they left you either a review or gave you a referral. If you can have someone who you marketed to say, yes, this is what I'm looking for. You are the one that I'm looking for. They then move forward with any of your options, one through six. And they liked you so much that they said, I'm going to use you again. I'm going to give you a review. And here's my neighbor's information who needs the same thing. That I would say is the most perfect outcome any salesperson could ever hope to get. So let me back out and, and give this the 30,000 foot view then. Mm -hmm. We built trust on a problem that we solve. Mm -hmm. Then we created that agreement with them to solve that problem for them. And then we Correct. kept trust in that relationship so that we were the mm -hmm. only solution going forward to for anything else that they needed. Correct. Because if you think about it, how many people call service providers to their home? Like HVAC... Every year, there's an outside unit that needs to be maintained. I have to maintain the heat. I have to maintain the air conditioning. We don't always have that. If we do our jobs right, they shouldn't be frequently maintained. So the thing is, is that when we create the relationship to where we're the only one that they even think of for any of their problems, we're not just going year by year. This could be one year to five years, one year to seven years. 
that's a huge amount of deposit of relationship we put in for them to remember us for that much longer. That's why I feel it's so perfect. 100%. And if you never do them wrong, even when they don't need more electrical work, what mm-hmm. are they going to say about you? Nothing Who are they going to tell? Everyone, anyone that asks. I mean, like, have you ever gone to a restaurant where they really uh, pretty much amazed you? Like ever go to like a fine steakhouse or like a real five-star restaurant? The thing is, is I've never paid more in my life for a steak than when I went to those places. But at the same time, I told everyone about that steak that I bought. The reason being is I'm like, this is a Wagyu beef. It's melting in my mouth. It felt like literal butter. I'm going to tell it to everyone, even though it was three times the cost of anything I ever paid. If we can do that and have them say, yeah, it was $15,000 to have this generator system put in. It was $25,000. It was $35,000. But God damn, they covered everything. There wasn't a single thing I had to do. They even brought a lawn chair and a hard hat, and they let me watch them while they worked. It was a steakhouse. Yeah. Are you guys a steakhouse? Are you a premium steakhouse? Is that our new saying? Are you a premium I, steakhouse? I can go for it. Who doesn't like steak? Here's here's something. I want to I want to peel some scalps back here for a sec. Don't don't visualize that. This is about vision, <laughs> but don't visualize that. It's nasty. Um, <laughs> always dicking around on here, right? Here's something most people don't recognize. If you were having trouble in your sales process. You're doing everything right. And I mean, you're literally going step by step by step by step through a process. Mm -hmm. We know it's proven. We know it works. And everything's being done right by you, but it's still not connecting. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're talking checked voice inflections, energy checks. Mm -hmm. Are we presenting calmly and just matching a nice calm energy with them? Like, are we Mm -hmm. truly in tune with it and nailing it down? Mm -hmm. Because you could do all that and still fall short. Mm-hmm. And I want to tell you another area that we could go back to, and it's this marketing concept. The next step, guys, is to build trust before you ever get there. Mm-hmm. If you're not able to close and they're seeing other estimates, maybe they're just forgetting you or you couldn't be the last one or even assume it goes perfectly. What if they did know someone else? What if there was some someone did something just a little bit better? Like in the opportunity call, that's possible. We don't win everyone. We're aiming for 80%. And even there, Joe, I dare say on the opportunity call, I don't believe 80% is the average. It's not. It's the all. combination of demand and opportunity that, it, that we're aiming for 80%. That Opportunities is Opportunities less. Mm-hmm. They're harder they calls. Have something broken. It's not there. It's like for an opportunity call, it's, hey, I'm thinking about adding a ceiling fan to my upstairs bedroom. We already have central air, but I feel like it could make the room a little bit nicer. Do you need it right away? No, I don't need it until, I don't know, maybe the spring. It's a lot harder to move forward on that kind of opportunity compared to, oh yeah, the ceiling fan I have last night when I had it running and I need it running every night, it was buzzing at me and locked and then tripped the breaker at two in the morning. Now it's like, all right, I'm going in there. I got this. 100%. So obviously there's a change. 100%. And so just pointing that out and recognizing that the opportunity call wins are that much sweeter because mm-hmm. it takes that much more. It takes mm-hmm. building trust. But I want to definitely highlight and make absolutely abundantly clear 
obliterate this idea that marketing has nothing to do with the sale and let you guys know that marketing is not just a way to get people to call you. Marketing is a way to get people to trust you. Mm. Marketing is a way to develop relationships. And the moment we stop looking at this, like if I'm just top of the Google and everyone calls me first, then we'll be busy all year. And we start looking at it like mm. if I can build relationships before people ever call, before they ever have the question, then they won't go to Google. They'll just ask me the question. Go ahead. That's literally why when we go through our process, we ask, so what was your experience like talking to the office? Because what we're doing is if our trained office staff are delivering that experience and they remember, oh, yeah, you guys were really professional. You got me on the calendar within 15 minutes. And I remember Lauren, she was so nice. We talked about our kids. Now that's top of mind and it connects that relationship with us. 100%. At the end of the day, man, we don't control people. We influence them. Amen. They're going to choose a person. That person might not be us, mm -hmm. but the more in front of and able to build relationships with these people, have your networks, have your constant drips on these networks. And we see it every day. At this point, Joe, the combination of our prolonged marketing efforts just from this year on this path, the accumulation of which now with our focused weekly endeavors here and our value pieces that we drop every week which by the way, it's Wednesday, it's Action Wednesday. We got value pieces out today. I'm already on it and pumped. I got some good ones out for today. What'd you put out today? Literally, we we're putting out the six options secrets Ooh. where some people are looking at it and they say, well, how the hell am I supposed to do six options, Joe? I'm struggling to do three and yet you're, you're telling me I got to do six? And I'm like, yeah, sure, exactly. And here's how. I love that. So it's easy. It's That's easy when you know piece. how. 100%. I know some people have took value from that. I actually believe even uh, Dorian, who recently signed up, took that post a few weeks ago when I put it out as well and actually uh, had some checks that he took pictures of and sent us after. Yes. I remember that he sent us pictures of the checks and we're like, what are these for? And it was like, hey, I took action on your value post and this is what the result of it is. Big wins. The culmination of this organic drip, like we don't even pay for marketing guys. I know that might feel like there's a massive gap between what we do and what you do, but you can actually exercise the same strategy. We teach this mm -hmm. on how to do this on the inside, but ultimately what happens now is I've got people that message us daily who I've never met before, yet they know we're the answer to their solutions. Mm -hmm. Do you have this happening too, Joe? Yeah. And it's funny because occasionally like um, I love languages. I truly, truly do. And it's always interesting when someone will message me from another country. And when I put it in translator, they're like, hey, I'm in here. Do you service this area? Mm. It's like, awesome. So you heard me from the UK. You heard me from Africa. You heard me from Australia. And you want to talk to us? Yeah, let's talk. 100%, man. So important. So this stuff, like, it's just proof. That's the reason I bring that up. It's just proof that you can cultivate relationships and focus on relationships in a target market that would need your services that are in your niche, in your vision. And how much more powerful does this get, Joe, when you become a generator specialist, for example? It becomes very powerful because the thing is, as a specialist, you have a certain level of credibility. So like as a Tesla dealer, as a Generac or Kohler or Briggs specialist, 
you now are not only connected to your marketing, you're connected to their marketing because you're listed on their sites, their providers. But then it gives you the benefit of saying, you can call a generalist and I wouldn't blame you for it. But we literally extensively train on this. This one particular thing that you want, we extensively train on the ways of giving you the best levels of service on it. Would you rather go with somebody like us or would you rather go with someone who just does this on the side? Definitely. I mean, that builds authority and trust just knowing that that's what you do. Again, yeah. it's the steakhouse example. Yeah. If you, if you want a good steak, you're going out. Would you mm. go to Round Robins? <laughs> no. I mean, there was back when I was still smoking, there was an amazing, it was like Schlesinger Steak. They had an amazing cigar lounge and steakhouse. And every time I would go there, I couldn't help myself. I had Wagyu once. And then if I'm going out, I'm going to have the Wagyu because it's so good. It's like, damn it, I deserve it. Maybe I don't, but I'm going to tell myself that I do and I'm going to order it. It's going to be delicious. I got to know, Joe, is there a horseradish on that? Are you a horseradish guy? No, no, I'm not really a horseradish guy. So okay. I had to think and be like, was there? Because I don't remember <laughs> tasting it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. So guys, here we go. We're running out of time on this one, but I want to throw down a couple of action items. I got one for you right off the bat. Okay. Go for it. I want you to ask yourself a question. And if you can't answer it yourself, honestly, then you can even ask people in your networks or people that you serve. What are they saying about me when they introduce me to someone else? If you want a real perception of what people think you do, ask them. Hey, what do I do, by the way? Are they just introducing you as, oh, it's my favorite electrician? Because there's a lot of electricians out there. I just don't, I'm not, I'm not happy with that level of differentiation. What I'd love to hear is, this is my service specialist. This is our service specialist. This is the service specialist. This is the industry's service specialist. Something like that really is like, this is the guy. Let me ask you a question quick. Sure. Even if you were looking for fan swap, new okay. circuit for something, like some yeah. general electrical service inquiry that uh, any electrician could do. Sure. But you asked me, hey, do you know anyone? Do you know an electrician? And I said, well, actually, we got a generator installed last year. There's this guy, Juan. Juan's with us. So I'm going to use your name, Juan. Thanks, brother. Juan's awesome. Why There's not? this guy, Juan. He's a gen specialist, but man, I get him to do everything. I, I just love this guy. Do you feel more compelled to call him even though he's a generator specialist? Yeah. Because you're a voice Another inflection? electrician. Honestly, the thing that sold me was your voice inflection on it. Because you're mm -hmm. like, yeah, he does this, but you got to call this guy. He does this. I got, I got him to do my lights. I got him to do my pool. I got him to do, I, we installed a Tesla system. He took care of that. This guy can do it all and how. Yeah. You know, so that. like, that's great. I know we've had episodes about this niches get riches and I'm going to save the whole thing because this is just the action item. But ultimately, guys, the biggest reason people don't get focused, cast that smaller net that's perfect for the fish they're trying to catch is because you fear there's not enough fish. We teach only electricians how to master sales, simplify pricing, and deliver premium level service. Take us, for example. That's pretty freaking niched. 
Mm-hmm. Garage door guys have begged us to help them. HVAC guys have begged us to help them. Plumbers have begged us to help them. We've said no to honor our niche. How much more power do you get? This is rhetorical. When you can speak to a specific problem that someone's having, when they're doing their doom scroll and they can't help but stop because you just hit them right in the heart. As I know we hit people in the heart, we get that feedback all the time. You spoke right to my problem, they'll say. It's like you were talking right about me. I'm like, man, we weren't talking about you. I hope you didn't take that personally. Your marketing could be that powerful too if you'll niche down to this very problem and stick to your vision and stick to your offer. Joe, what do you got? Do you have an all-star figured out? I actually do. And it ties directly off of yours. All right. So if the bare minimum action is ask someone else what I do, the all-star action is, you know me, I like to pull out the mirror and say, what do I do? If you can, if you can't explain to yourself what you do, the next closest thing is, do you have any kids? Can you ask and say, I'm going to explain to a four-year-old what I do? I literally had to describe what I did to my kids. And it was, it was interesting. It wasn't like, Hey, what do you do? Well, daddy does meetings. Well, what are meetings? (laughs) Um, Daddy helps other daddies how to solve problems. Oh, I know that. Okay. It's like, okay, that's great. But for a four-year-old, that made sense. 100%. So the all-star action is one, do you yourself know rather than are you trying to get the answer for someone else? If you know what you're doing, it's easier to solve. But two, if you don't know or you find out it's so many words, try explaining it as if you were talking to a four-year-old. And what you'll find is that you become simpler and simpler and simpler. And by getting simpler, it actually becomes more profound. Because as you'll find, it's in that simplicity that the answer lies. When you know exactly where I'm at and why I'm doing it, it just makes sense and it's easier to follow that path. Does that make sense? It does, man. And I love it. And I love it. And I love it. And I love it. Thank you so much for that, guys. What do you do? What do they think you do? Get to know yourself. Get to know what makes you different, guys. I can't say it enough. Can't stress it enough. I hope today that you took from this that staying in your lane and really defining that lane, having this niche vision can really help you from market to execution and create more perfect sales and make sure you're closing an average 80% and make sure you're getting the offer that you're putting out there. Guys, thank you so much for joining us for another episode, episode 126, Joe, of Electricpreneur Secrets, the Electrician's Podcast. We'll be back here for you guys again tomorrow. See you then. Looking forward to it.